All right, on today's episode, we're talking podcasts. Yes, it's a podcast episode about talking about podcasts. And I've got a good friend of mine coming on, and we're going to talk about everything you need to know to launch a podcast, to get it ranked, and how to use it as a profitable networking tool for partnership marketing managers and people that you're looking to connect with on a deeper level. I've got on my friend, Luis Diaz, and he is the founder and CEO of Top 10 Podcast, and he is a production and done-for-you podcast chart ranking agency. And this is a done-for-you service that's launched over 300 podcasts with over 17 million downloads and $1.6 million in traceable revenue back to his clients and their pockets. So I'm going to get him to open up about every strategy that he has on how to get ranked, including how he's going to rank my podcast through working together. Now, before we get into the episode, please, as always, press the like button, subscribe, share, comment, let me know what you like, what you didn't, and then share with one other person you think that could benefit from this podcast. It helps get the word out and I will always be very grateful for your help. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome everyone to the Partner Up Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Viancor, a former introverted small towner who now adds value to businesses by sharing the most effective ways to grow and scale using affiliate and influencer partnership strategies. I'll share the lessons I've learned over the past 15 years while helping my clients generate more than 100 million in sales. We'll also dive into productivity hacks, mindset, and the newest trends from real case studies and expert interviews. You're just one partnership away from changing your business. So get ready to partner up and profit. Let's get into it. All right, Luis Diaz, man, welcome to the Partner Up Profits podcast. I'm excited for you to be here on the show and share everything you know about podcasts with everyone listening today. So welcome. Dude, thank you so much for having me here, Joey. Super pumped. Um, yeah, I'm an open book, so we can go as deep, as wide, as far as we want to go. So I'm ready to rock. Good, good. I'm excited about that. And I'm a little bit nervous because of the fact you've had so many podcast experiences, whether, you know, your old podcast <laughs> or just dealing with other people who's got these top 10 podcasts. So hopefully we do it justice today. Um, yeah. Before we get started, though, I always like to ask somebody, what's something interesting about you that no one else might not know? Oh, um, so that's a great one. So many, very few people know this, but my dad played for the Houston Astros in the 70s. And I grew up, um, first part of my life, thinking I was going to play in the, in the Major League Baseball, in, in the MLB. Um, <laughs> and then that, that slowly faded. But, but yeah, that's a very small fact many people do not know about me. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Are you like a, a a guy who loves speed too? I think I remember like you saying something like along the profiles that you're like, are you like a speed car racer guy or? Uh, oh, no, definitely have my share of speeding tickets, but um, <laughs> definitely <laughs> not a speed car guy. Um, funny enough, I used to live near um, Homestead in Miami, which is an amazing racetrack, but that might have been a different guess other than me. Okay, I got you. Um, so... Quick backstory is like Lewis and I have known of each other for a while. We've run in the same circles, same networking connections, and just never had a chance to really work together directly on any kind of new projects. Um, then lo and behold, I decided to release a podcast, and uh, here we are kind of working together on a on, on a ranking system. And I'm excited to be working with you. Your wealth of knowledge. I took the course that you'd given me, and, and it's amazing too. So I really want to kind of go deep on on a lot of areas of the podcast world and some selfish questions that I have, <laughs> as well as things Love I think it. could benefit everyone here. Um, so today's episode, I really want to focus on the future of podcasting, everything from also like anything you know about ads, but then specifically how to get ranked. Okay, that's a big yep. one. And especially as podcasts continue to grow here, um, <laughs> how to find profitable guests, uh, and then 
one thing, and we'll get into this because this is my like sneaky tactic that I used as why I started a podcast, but how can mm. you use and leverage as a partnership and a networking tool beyond mm. just having a podcast is who you'll be able to connect with on a platform like this. And you're the man when it comes to the rankings. So how did you get into all the ranking systems? And like, was this something you kind of intended for? No, um, honestly, it was by good fortune that early on in my career as a podcaster, I was in the right circles. I was in kind of with guys like you and masterminds. And I quickly, when I started my podcast, I tested a lot of stuff. I failed at a lot of stuff and I learned early on what content worked and what didn't. So I was able to grow my early podcast, which is called um, Ask the Ab Guy. So you can tell I wasn't then doing the same thing I was now. It was about 20 pounds ago. Um, how to, I'll say you're teaching guys how to get six-pack apps. And that podcast grew from like zero downloads to like 19 or 20,000 downloads a month, which was at the time big for me. I was making money with the show. And I started working with other professional bodybuilders, um, fitness professionals, fitness experts, guys with big YouTube followings. Um, and working with them behind the scenes to launch their podcast. And through that, I learned what the algorithm is looking for, specifically when it comes to the Apple podcast rankings or Apple charts, what they're looking for, what what makes it go up, what makes it go down. Um, I don't think I would be have that knowledge if I worked with smaller clients at my, my onset when I first started. Um, so it was really a by luck and just being able to be around the right people that I was able to see behind the scenes what was going on with their numbers, um, what was affecting the rankings, what what didn't, and just testing a bunch of stuff. And when you work with clients like that, you have a faster feedback loop to test what works when it comes from like running promotions on emails or certain types of content that works or doesn't work because they have bigger followings. And you can just see the you can see the comments and the good or bad, you know, stuff come much faster than if you had smaller channels or smaller shows. So yeah, I got into that part of it. Um, and then funny enough, I was doing all this podcasting stuff, uh, you know, helping people launch and grow and, and helping them rank all the time for a couple of years. And then a my new business partner, or not so new anymore, uh, Rudy kind of like had a meeting with me and he was like, you know, what's the number one thing that you can, you know, help people do? What's like the biggest, sexiest or flashiest thing? And I'm like, it's probably helping people rank. And we started to really focus on after that, I was like 2021, we started to help, help people and focus on just the ranking which we still do everything, but you know, I think a lot of people now that think that's a hard thing to achieve. So last two years of my life has been just trying to figure out how to consistently, uh, and very, uh, in a like very predictable manner, get people ranked. So spent a lot of money and time <laughs> and tests on that. And, uh, and yeah, that's kind of been my last 18 months to two years of just kind of figure this out. Hmm. So, I mean, and that's kind of like fairly still recent, but it sounds like you dialed yeah. it in a long time ago. Now you've just owned in and niched down, which I love when it comes to like any brand building stuff or just personalization of things. It's really important to understand what's the big thing you can deliver, which it sounds like you've obviously found and found a clientele right. for. Yeah, it's interesting the fitness background because I came up with like guys like Craig Ballantyne, Vince Delmani and all these guys. We were all doing fitness products back in the day. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, yeah, I abandoned the same you know, dream of having a six pack the rest of my life because I love food. <laughs> right. So, um, what were some of like the biggest mistakes that, you know, you made or clients made that, mm. you know, we could like give a little bit of a cheat sheet as to what not to do in starting this podcast journey? Yeah, I think uh, like anything in business, assumptions are dangerous. So a lot of people with podcasting make the assumption that if I have big guests on, I will then become big. 
or I will be by association, I will grow, which is not necessarily true. Um, so assumption, that's one big assumption. I think expecting if I get at my lead on, then obviously I'm going to blow up overnight or I'm going to have a wave, a windfall of, of traffic and people buying or reaching out to me to work with me. Very, very untrue. So I think it, early on, that was one of the things I saw people make and clients make. And I wasn't smart enough at the time to warn them and say, well, no, it doesn't really work like that. You do have the off cases where it's like, yeah, you maybe get a client because you interviewed somebody who was really famous and somebody found your stuff. It happens, um, but it's not a surefire thing, right? Hey. It's not consistent. So I think that is definitely one. Another one would be trying to model somebody who's already a market leader. For example, people trying to market or model like a Tim Ferriss or a Joe Rogan. It's very difficult because those guys have built such massive brands. You can't really compete with those guys. Those They have ownership in that mar- that marketplace where it's like a two to three hour conversation and they can get the number one neuroscientist in the world on their show. You probably can't. So I think trying to model people who just have a different level of money or, or finances as well as connections is really, really hard. And it's a mistake. I think I see, I've seen people make a lot and made myself with other clients shows, right? Like we're trying to model the wrong people and it just didn't work out. So I've learned from my own mistakes too. I'd say those are two big ones. Just assuming it, it comes back to assumptions, like assuming that if I do X, Y, and Z, this is going to happen where there's no actual evidence to prove otherwise or to prove that's actually happened or going to happen. So I think those are two big ones. There's a ton of little ad tests that I've done on different platforms that that have, have gotten the results, but then didn't really get the real results you wanted, which was like actual people hitting you up and downloading your stuff. Like they'll get the downloads, but they won't get like the traction that you're looking from a business perspective. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really powerful because I analyze a lot of deals when it comes to content creators and influencers. And what you're mentioning right now is the engagement factor. Somebody might yeah. get the downloads and the listens, but they might not have influence over endorsements or, or product recommendations, yeah. things like that. Um, and something else you mentioned too that I think it is really important is you know shooting for the stars when it comes to at least starting the podcast. I heard something, and I think you're resonating with that, is the same messaging that I heard was you want people that are going to promote your podcast um, more so than maybe even you're going to promote it by them being on it. So it's like it's kind of judging who you're bringing on the podcast to a point where Maybe the Ed Milets and those people might come one day. Again, those are big stars mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of the right. podcast world here. But like, yeah, adjusting your expectations. And, you know, I'd love to know a little bit more about what you're... Okay, so let's talk about the ranking. And I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but it just ties back into what we're talking about right now. Yeah. What's your strategy with building a top 10 ranking for someone as a client? Um, if they're doing their own client bookings, but... What's your recommendation to them? Like, how, how are you targeting people on to, how to bring them to your show or to go on other shows? And what's your prospecting look like there? So to bring big name guests onto their shows when we're trying to rank a podcast or trying to bring listeners? Um, just in general, like when you're trying to rank someone's podcast in the beginning, what's your mm-hmm. guest strategy approach for both external and bringing people onto the show? Okay. Um, so the fun thing with ranking a podcast, when you have a ranked show, you can reach higher and get better guests. Again, that doesn't mean they're going to promote it or anything, but it is going to help elevate the status. And it could create a flywheel effect where you can get bigger and better guests. And over time, yes, I think that can happen. The assumption I've seen in the past, people think it happens like you do it once and it's like a set it and forget it kind of thing. Like, for example, I get Ed Milet on. Everything else for me is gravy there after that. Does it happen? Okay. Um, so the approach when booking podcast guests, because that's what I'm assuming, that's what I'm, my thought is on the question. 
and I can pivot this to listeners in a second if we want. Um, my approach to that is looking at the go kind of taking a step back and looking at what's the overall goal of the podcast. For example, we mentioned like partnerships before, and that could be a, a very strong goal as to why someone's launching a podcast is like, I want to build a lot of profitable relationships in a specific vertical. Um, if that's the goal, I have to reverse engineer and think about what's in it for them besides just a podcast interview. Because nine, nine times out of 10, these guys have been on a podcast interview before. How can I make this podcast interview valuable enough for them to, to give me an hour of their time? Um, and I want to make sure that's the question you're asking around, is it around booking guests? Is that correct? Yeah. Or is it- no, it is. And I think uh, we can circle back to it in terms of um, you know how to actually get a hold of these guests and what's the effective yeah. approach. You have a lot of systems and SOPs in your vault that you kind of shared with me because I'm a, I'm a client of yours now because <laughs> I believe in yeah. it and that's why I'm having you on the podcast. But um, I'll put a pin in that one here. I want to really, something you just mentioned, which was the primary yeah. thing why I was like starting a podcast from the beginning. Did I want to start a podcast and make a bunch of money? Yeah, why not? Who knows? Like whatever happens, right. happens. This is more of a passion project that I want to establish myself as a couple of things. One, a thought leader. I don't necessarily want to be the leader, but I want to be a thought leader bringing together a community of connectors and people of like-minded uh, marketing skills and marketing backgrounds, et cetera. Second thing, though, is I want to be able to connect with people on a deeper level. You only mm-hmm. get that if you're actually being able to have a conversation that's not in a business setting necessarily. And like yep. we're even going to get into some personal questions later. So I think that from a partnership perspective, um, how effective have, have you seen this being leveraged by people in positions where they're just trying to connect with people? They're trying to like yeah. reach bigger networks. Have you seen some of your clients kind of take that same route and be successful with it? Oh yeah, I think it comes down to the type of questions that you ask the guests that unlock different doors and different level or layers of their personality and who they are as a person. So if you ask questions that will maybe tap into their philanthropic interests or their personal or family interests with a with an interview show, you can get into different layers of their who they are, which can open up opportunities for you to then, you know, use to help or become a better, a better connection for them. So uh, I think Chris, uh, Steve Sims talks about this when, you know, about like, there's a couple of times he's gotten guests or his clients on big stages or he's gotten them backstage passes to things because he knew the philanthropic interests of XYZ big influencer and he was able to really play into that. So one of the things I like to do on my podcast um, or anyone I'm trying to connect with for that matter, I've used it in like social media as well, is I'll figure out if they're a sports fan because I'm a, I'm a New York Giants fan. So case in point, I am a uh, had a friend who um, I got on his podcast literally by sending him a, a New York Giants hat. Because I did some research and I asked, and I was kind of poking around a social. You can do this in a podcast context as well. You just like find out like what sports team they like, and then I sent I sent him the hat of their their biggest um, rivalry, which was my team, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he sent me like a, a Cowboys hat, which is funny. But it, it created a relationship and a bond which we would have never had had I just like looked at like just saw him as a as a you know a live streaming expert. Like there's no way I would have found that out. So the podcast is great if you use it, if you ask the right questions to tap into other parts of their life that you can then add value to. I think that is how I've seen it done really, really well. You know, so, so for me, from a partnership perspective, that's one thing. And then the second thing is having a follow-up system for that. So I've seen some clients, they're really smart. They'll have like, look, bring on guests, but after they bring on the guests, they have a spreadsheet of all the people they've had in their show. I've even seen people create like almost like a mastermind out of this, where if they go to sell a new offer, 
they go to that list of past guests that they've had on and ask them if they're open to doing JVs, if they're open to doing testing the product, maybe they're a good fit for whatever they're thinking of launching. And they use that list of people as a, just a massive resource for JVs, for potential sales um, and other opportunities that may you know come up. So I think, it's, yeah, it's asking the right questions, but then also just being able, how do you cultivate that relationship after the fact that they've been on your podcast? Right. Which can happen a lot of different ways. If you've ever been interested in leveling up in partnership marketing, including affiliate and influencer marketing, as well as developing stronger partnerships and making better connections, then I want to invite you to check out PartnerUpProfits.com. It's a passion project dedicated to helping you simplify your business and personal life by giving you access to done-for-you templates, blueprints, and systems related to partnership marketing that you can instantly start to use and see results from. I've always been a systems guy, and the beauty of systems is that it takes the guesswork out of the process and gives you a plan that you can use immediately while saving you time and effort. So you'll get access to free training and courses on everything partnership marketing related to level up your knowledge. And because I have a soft spot for the boots on the ground folks out there who are expected to get more done in less time using less money, the systems I'm giving you are based on a bootstrap budget so you don't need to spend thousands of dollars right out of the gate. Just go to partnerupprofits.com and sign up for my free course to get my productivity toolbox, which includes templates for scorecards, objective planning, relationship tracking templates, productivity hacks, opportunity calculators, time blocking templates, and a whole bunch more cheat sheets being added regularly that will totally transform you into a partnership marketing expert and productivity ninja. You can also get access to the Bootstrapper's Guide to Influencer Marketing course that has over two hours of content where I'll teach you the right way to start working with influencers, including how to outreach, prospect, and close deals and start developing more partnerships and building your influencer army. Go to partnerupprofits.com and get access now. Man, I'm, so. I'm smiling and laughing because I'm hoping that you think that that guy is actually a smart person because that's exactly what I'm planning on doing. <laughs> it's literally like... The question I had is, is like, you know, things evolved with networking was I only have a certain amount of time in the day to connect with people and beyond going to a bunch of events. Wow. I'm like, how else can I leverage my time to access deeper networks and develop deeper relationships? And immediately, because I'm in podcast advertising a lot with what I do, I'm like, well, podcast makes a lot of sense. It opens yeah. them up, gives me an opportunity to connect with them deeper. And then I've got so many follow-ups and I can tap into multiple networks and more relationship depth rather than just, you know, whatever happens at a business conference or whatever. So right. I've got a full follow-up system, including, and you've been dropping like really great partnership connection bombs. <laughs> one of the questions <laughs> I'm going to ask you later is literally like, what's your number one partner up profit connection move, like something unique. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say that for later, but you just mentioned a bunch. I just, I think that the reasons you get into podcasting, which leads me into my next question have, have to be really um, authentic and genuine to like who you are and what you want to do. Because I think if you're trying to do this in a contrived way, it's such a saturated market. And I'm passionate about doing this right now. Like I'm passionate about talking marketing partnerships and like leveling people up that are just starting their careers. Like yeah. that's really what I love to do. So like emotionally, it's a good release for me to get on and do these conversations with people. So if anything, yeah. I'm just, if I'm just talking to myself here, it's, it's totally <laughs> worth it for me and I get to connect with somebody, <laughs> you know, True. that's even better. But who are the people that you see um, that maybe don't even have a podcast? You're like, you got, you should totally get into podcasting. And then like, they probably like, you know, shake it off. Like, ah, no, it's not for me. You know, I'm not a podcaster, mm. but have there been anyone you've identified or are there, are there people out there that you could run through like a bit of a checklist to say, yeah, you'd probably be good 
to actually go at this? And uh, who, who would that be? Um, specific profiles. I would say people who are great at connect, like a, who have a the ability to connect other people. Like if you you talk to somebody at a conference, this is how I can, can tell someone's a connector. If you're talking to somebody at a, at a mastermind or conference or whatever, and they mid-conversation will say, I have someone I need to introduce you to. Generally, they are a great, they're probably going to be a good podcaster because it's going to, first of all, they like connecting people, uh, which happens a lot organically after you get on podcasts. Like typically after an interview, I'll get three or four introductions to other people that I should know that I don't know, which can turn mm. into a lot of different things. So for me, if you if you are somebody who, if you're talking to someone and they mention a problem they have and you're able to automatically identify somebody in your life that could help them, a podcast would probably make sense for you, um, an interview podcast, because you're going to build that network and you're going to help more people. And if you're like me, that it, it creates like a dopamine hit. Like I mm-hmm. love connecting people. I like seeing people's problems get solved just by not the how, but the who. Um, so that's a that's a, a big piece right there. Like does that, does your brain kind of just fire up or light up when you hear something where you can introduce, make an introduction? Um, the second one are people who are great at telling stories and like being the life of the party. Um, so <laughs> I have a, a, a buddy of mine, you may know him, Adam Lyons. Um, the first time I heard, met this guy, if, if you know Adam, like he is great at telling stories. And it's almost to the point where if you don't know him, it's kind of annoying because he's captivating the entire room. And like, if you want to have a conversation with somebody, you can't because everybody is paying attention to what Adam's saying. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> the first time I met, I'm like, damn, this guy's good. <laughs> um, but he's kind of annoying because he's too good. But but if you if you're great at telling stories, if you like telling stories, if that lights you up inside, um, that's a really good platform for you because obviously that content can be used for other things. And I find that some people aren't really that good at. If you tell them to sit in front of a camera and tell a story, they can't do it. But if you get them in in maybe an interview setting, you can have a really good editor on the back end clip that out and turn that into some kind of real short. You know, and it'd be easier for you to extract. Um, ideas from your brain and knowledge from your brain in an interview setting or a podcast setting versus having a camera set up in front of you and saying, Hey, give me 20 reels, you know, and, and that way we can post them. So I think, um, those are two main traits. I look, I would say people who are, are good. And then just people who love, who get lit up by conversations like this, like connections. Right. Um, I'm sure for some people, this is draining. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I've definitely had those people and I'm like, why you don't need a podcast. You need to write blogs. Yeah. Um, but those are probably the big three. Yeah. Lit up by conversation, love connecting people and love telling stories. Yeah. And I think anybody in like a partnership marketing related role, whether it's, you know, an affiliate a marketing manager, an influencer manager, I think that all those roles could lead to something. And I've seen a lot of like my friends develop, like whether it's through ClickBank, I've seen a people, some, some of those mm-hmm. guys have opened their own podcasts. And it's all the big, big build bigger businesses while also just maintaining like this passion for wanting to get a message out. Yeah. Let's talk about starting a podcast from scratch. If you were to do this, you know, the next 30 days, knowing what you know now, what would you recommend people start doing right away? And how do they get this off the ground within like 30, 60 days? And can it get off the ground in 30, 60 days? That's a great question. Where would I begin? I would first, I, we had this question at my event a couple months ago and it was a great question what i would first do is reverse engineer what do i want out of the podcast is it connections and partnerships is it sponsorships is it um i want to sell high ticket clients because for me there's a very specific playbook and route for each of those three individual goals so let's just say it's like the playbook it's like the partnership and i want to get a 
build my like ref, like Rolodex. So I when I have an offer to promote or when we're launching something new, I have a bunch of potential partners who would hey. pretend, who would be open to maybe testing the offer for me or doing a list, uh, doing some kind of like list rental or something. Um, so that's the first thing identify like what's the goal. If it's the if it's kind of like the, the route of like I want to build a giant Rolodex of JVs or an army of JVs, I would incentivize <laughs> every every podcast host or sorry guest with like kind of like a competition. So almost like a JV, like an affiliate yeah. launch, like we're going to give a prize to the person whose podcast has the most downloads. I'd interview like 50 people and say, look, we're doing, we're dropping all 50 kind of like, you know, day one or not day one, probably like day by day. And the person who has the most downloads on their podcast is going to get a prize. Maybe it's a thousand dollars. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's 500 bucks. Maybe it's like, I'll promote your offer, you know, yeah. just out of like, you know, for free, you know, no affiliate link, no nothing as a thank you for growing my podcast. That way I could get a lot of people excited about being on the show because there's a little bit of competition in it. I would do a really good job of making sure that we highlight what they're excellent at and just make sure that their episode comes out really clean looking. Nobody's going to promote anything if it doesn't look good or if it doesn't like make them look good. So edifying the guests is super important. Um, but that would be my JV, like my playbook for like if I was launching a podcast again. The title, um, if we're talking like kind of specifics, the title I would just make it very benefit rich, like probably something super simple. Like my, the name of my show is like how to get your first hundred thousand listeners. It's very clear, hey. like I'm who I'm trying to attract there. So don't get sexy or, or cute with the name. I think clarity trumps um, conviction. Um, so just be very clear and straight to the point with your name. Like partner of profits, very simple. Who I know who you're talking to. Um, use use Captivate for your software. Get a hundred dollar mic and maybe some sound panels on the walls which will run you no more than like maybe 200 bucks altogether. And you should be ready to go. And then the only other thing from a marketing standpoint, I would ask all of those listeners, they're already incentivized to kind of like promote the episode because there's maybe a cash prize or something really big at the end. But I would give them like a pre-written email for our interview. And you can use softwares like CapShow, or you can use softwares like Melville to pre-write those emails if you don't want to mm -hmm. um, and get a rough draft it's, you know, it's, it's AI. So it's going to give you a, maybe get you 50, 60% of the way there. So give them the swipe copy, give them, you know, the episode like real that way they're already incentivized and ready to go when it comes to promoting. No, I, I like the playbook ideas. Um, and, and you're kind of opening my mind to some ideas and, you know, maybe we'll go over them <laughs> in my own ranking, but I, I love the idea yeah. of contest. Contest always gets, uh, you know, if you incentivize anybody and then you make them compete, even if they don't care about the thousand bucks, it's almost like I want to beat that other guy or like, you know, if they see a leaderboard, yeah. especially like that's, that's huge. Um, just on the side though, I, and I should have done my research on this, but like, do you have that step-by-step -step system as part of any program you've got? So like, I was looking for something like that when I was launching and mm. ended up building my own. But if you don't, um, you know, I think it's definitely a monetization <laughs> opportunity for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So we have a, we have a giveaway system where, okay. Yeah, a lot of times that's with like creators or people have a supplement offer or a, or an ebook product or something um, like an info product, where we'll help them kind of package package like a bundle, so to okay. speak, of their suite of their software, their products, and give it away to three listeners. We haven't done that on the guest side, but I think a guest I've seen guest competition. I think we've got one client right now. They have like a it's like a software development company, so they've built like an actual dashboard that feeds in the downloads of everyone's episode. 
so they can see it like real time whose episodes are getting the most downloads and it's great for like they send the guests there so you can get really robust with it <laughs> okay if you've got the dev if you've got the you know like the the team background or, or technical background you can do some cool stuff but going back to that strategy yeah you can incentivize and i don't have a playbook for it for the guests incentivizing guests to promote but i should um but i think cash is probably the best the best and easiest route to go if you were going to think about a prize or promoting their offer for free depending on who your uh guests are right if they value that then that's a good yeah. exchange I, exactly. I think one thing too um th that i learned and i've learned very very expensive important lessons in life whether mm -hmm. it was from joining a mastermind that led to me not pursuing a career in something like i joined a ten thousand dollar mastermind back in 2010 and i learned that i didn't want to do that totally worth the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I ended up coming out of that and finding the new pivot in my trajectory of life. And then just recently I invested in a, in a, a, a their brand builders group. They're mm -hmm. actually a great group. I just don't want to like endorse something, but um, there's a bunch of them out there. But I would say the one thing I learned from that, and it was another, I think 15K investment. And it was one question. It's like, you know, who are you serving? And who I thought I was serving 12 months ago when I first started the, the program and the course, <laughs> completely changed within 12 months. I thought uh, I was going to serve this personal development crowd, people that wanted to put themselves first. And that's still in the back of my mind, but it wasn't necessarily who I was and what I was able to offer in value. So I would say yeah. that out of all those lessons I learned of investing a lot of money, the number one thing to do is just be honest with yourself as to who you're trying to serve and not who you'd like to serve. And like, yeah, you'd like to become the next Rogan or something that might right. not be you. Don't copy best practices because it's not the best practice. It's the individual. It's actually the attraction. Um, yeah. Similar to songwriting. I did a lot of songwriting and ended up like I would tune out all stuff I would hear on the radio anymore because I just wanted to be myself. And when the podcast yeah. stuff came out, actually didn't listen to a bunch of podcasts. I was the opposite. I didn't know a podcast really existed to, till 2017, 2018. We were talking about that on your podcast. Mm -hmm. I was completely yeah. like introvert, you know, I had no idea what was happening. But through that, I was able to kind of develop a really personalized approach, hopefully. But yeah, my mind's like exploding with questions and I really want to get the, the essence of what could help somebody get to the next step in this. So let's unpack the little, the 30 to 60 day journey a little bit more. I want mm -hmm. to understand, because I know what I'm doing. I'm doing full, you know, I'm going to do video content creation. I've got a team. I've yep. got systems because I'm good at that. Now, I know you can hire people to do that, but what's like the bare minimum someone needs to get a podcast out the door, you know? And I know for yourself, yeah. you've got your own preferences too. Yeah. I think um, in, in today's world, I do think you need to do video. Um, and that means, that doesn't mean you need to do like full three camera set, um, lots of cuts, lots like... You don't need to do crazy video, but you do need to do is clean video. So for me at the basic, it's, it's having a Riverside or a zoom account where you can do video content. Um, and because nowadays, if you look at the stats, YouTube is actually has, is the biggest platform for podcasts, not Apple, mm. not Spotify. They have more monthly listeners than Spotify and Apple, uh, which is crazy. But that tells you that video podcasts are now like a prerequisite. I got an email, one of my team members on Slack, they posted today that TikTok is gonna now start, um, like, I guess, supporting full length podcasts as well. So so you can tell, and I don't, I'm guessing, I'm assuming it's gonna be video podcasts. That's my assumption. So um, you can tell that it's going, it's going the route of video podcasts and there's just so much more you can do. So all that to say, 
video podcasts, uh, you can use like, I'm using a, like a Logitech 1080p mic or 1080p camera. Um, and, uh, and literally a hundred dollar mic and my, my background is to cost me probably like $250 all in. So it doesn't take a lot to, to do, make it look clean and simple. Um, and for me, that would be the basics of what you need. Mic, camera, um, you know, do video content. And, and then obviously what I've done is like one way to improve my videos every single, every single time is after I record a video, I will just sit and listen to it. And I will just add timestamps for my team as to where I want them to insert like B-roll or insert a logo of like Airbnb because I mentioned it or insert um, some words on the screen. And I mm. also just study other people, other creators like Yao Shermozis of the world and just see what they're doing. It's not the most like time effective, but it helps me improve <laughs> as, a, as a creator, right? If I want to be competitive in my space. I was going to say like uh, I've, I've got a team helping me and, and they're great. And, uh, you know, the time stamping, I leave it up to them, but I'm thinking, you know, especially in the initial stages, I might have to take on a bit more of the marketing components because that's also what I am good at. I'm good at recognizing that. It sounds like that's when your superpowers too. So I'm, I'm taking notes on this podcast as we go as well mentally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's say we've got a podcast going, it's going pretty well. You know, I, I made the choice that I, I believe in myself, I believe in the mission, I believe in consistency, and I know that I just want to get ranked to start getting out there more. I decided yep. to go with you guys. What does a roadmap look like, I mean, for the average person who's not going to get a ranking, you know, ag agreement with you guys, they're not working with you. How much of a yep. time saver is it versus doing it yourself? To For, for getting ranked? Yeah, provided that you, you know, because you're vetting people, you're looking for the, you know, the top yep. podcast you think you can help, right? Which is yep. really admirable in my opinion. So provided they're the right person to get them ranked, whether a top 10, 50 or 100 versus them trying to do it themselves, like how many years are you saving or like shaving <laughs> off maybe? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, so I don't think we're shaving off years. We just have the, we have the systems built now. Because the way the algorithm works, and this is probably the, the big soundbite we want to clip out for the front. Um, the way the the podcast or Apple podcast algorithm works is that it looks at a 24 to 72 hour time range. So it's saying, hmm, how many subscribers has Joey gotten in the last 24 hours, 48 hours, and 72 hours? If that number is higher than, just for all intents and purposes, Joe Rogan, on that particular day, you will rank higher than Joe Rogan. Um now it factors into a couple other things too. It looks at like listen time. It looks at downloads. I, to a certain extent, I believe I've, I've moved, I've moved up in the rankings cause I've had higher downloads, not necessarily subscribers. So I know it's playing a small factor, but the biggest needle mover we can move with our system because we have access to over a million emails, um, is, is the fact that we can drive a crap ton of subscribers to people's podcasts and other people just can't. Cause unless you get a million plus emails, mailing your podcast, you can't do that. So that is like the time we're saving. Um, there are other ways to do it. Like we talked about the giveaway contest. We used to use giveaways a lot to get people to subscribe. Again, and it has to be within that short time frame. Um, and if you want to stay on the ranking, you want to stay on the chart, you've got to keep driving traffic because it's a moving three-day average, right? So it's like, you know, if you got a bunch of downloads and subscribers last Tuesday, you'll be up and then you'll be right back down. So the key is how do we keep getting new blood? It's like, it's like a business that needs new sales every day. Like for yeah. some reason they have no retention. 
or like a, a company with no subscription model, it's like you got to keep pumping <laughs> the sales because these are one-time sales. Um, I kind of think of like, that's kind of how podcasts are, right? Like there's, there's longevity because a portion of those listeners will stick, but a large majority of them won't. They'll subscribe, listen, four or five episodes, and then they bounce and forget about you. So you have to keep on driving new people to stay on top of the charts to hitting that subscribe button, listening and downloading. Um, well, listening long, like consumption rate, because Apple Apple is actually looking at that and looking at, well, how long are these people staying on the episode? Um, so in terms of time, like we're definitely saving them time because building up the subscriber base is not easy. Um, and also just like finding a lot of, finding that many emails to mail for you is definitely difficult. So, so that's for us kind of where we, where we've kind of figured out how we can serve and help people the most. Got it. So you're looking for people who've got some sort of established idea slash podcast existing that are looking to yeah. amplify and put kind of fuel in the fire, right? Like that's really what you guys specialize in. Um, it's not really the starting the podcast thing. Yeah. I mean, we can, we start, we start podcasts all the time. We do the, like the strategy and positioning where I get jazzed up though is really around like somebody who's got a established idea or brand mm -hmm. and they want to rank it. Um, and the thing we didn't talk about just now was like, what happens, what do you, what should you do with your ranking? Which is really where, where I think the magic is. Um, so getting ranked is one thing and staying there, but the next thing is like, well, how do we use it to create a flywheel and create more momentum? Mm -hmm. um, and that comes in leveraging the, the ranking to number one, get on other podcasts because if you have a top number six show in marketing guess what you can go and hit up all the other people in the marketing who have these rankings and all these established list listener bases you can now hit them up and with a higher like you know possibility of success get on their podcast right um so that's that's one key thing the second thing is how can, who can i bring on that's massive that i want to do a jv or some kind of affiliate deal with or some kind of promotion with hmm. on my podcast that is now top 10 which is a lot more credible than it is if it's just a podcast um, how do I leverage that new third-party validation to get those people on my sh get get people on my show and build a relationship? Um, and then can I use it to get clients or sponsors? You know, so those are after the ranking happens. It's like okay, how do we actually like, drop the hammer and really push the outreach to to opening more doors for us? Right, that's really where I like to like to work with people and the right people, right? Like people who have ethical products that we can support and we like that are in alignment with what we, what we uh, believe in. So <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the next part, <laughs> which I probably <laughs> jumped the gun on that a little bit. No, but, um, I'm glad yeah. you, I'm glad you brought it up because monetization is, is the key. And, uh, I, I had considered it, but I was like, now that you open my eyes to that, I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense. That it's like the door opener, right? It's a foot in the door. It's getting the email answered because you have this you know, credit to your name now, as opposed to just being the nobody in the wind a little bit. But mm -hmm. I also, I live and breathe podcast advertising. That's what I do with the teams yeah. that I run. So I'm totally aware of that, but it's also an advanced strategy. So I like the idea of, of building up the foundation with going on other interviews, building a list too. Like, you know, what do you have to offer as an ethical bribe for people to go back and start monetizing that list later through email marketing, which is another one of our like fortes from back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think people aren't necessarily, I don't know, like to me, sometimes I feel people are missing the the, the part of the of the bribe or their own internal acquisition system of their own clients. Like to your point, maybe you could use it as a client acquisition system as opposed to like promoting other people's products all the time or looking for advertising. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, that could be another a whole other option or avenue for that. Um, yeah. Talking about, so. 
is uh, is podcasting st- st- going to stick around, or are we at the uh, the peak of it now? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. I I I don't know. Um, I think it'll transform and morph itself into something else. I don't think it'll ever be totally gone, but I think it'll change and shift as we've seen social media change and shift. Um, I do believe that the long form people trying to model or copycat like the Tim Ferriss's and the Joe Rogan's of the world, those are dead. Like trying to model those at a mediocre level just doesn't make sense. So I, I okay. do think you have to be more niche, which is odd because social media nowadays, it's like I see a lot of people posting or are talking about like the anti-niche strategy where I think in podcasting, it's like that's a death sentence if you try to do that in podcasting where you try to be all things, all people, you're just not going to really get any traction because nobody knows what you're going to show up and deliver. And I don't, I don't think it'll die. I think a lot of podcasting will transition from being audio only where I think some people want to stay and live to being 100% like video first. So yeah. I'm telling all of our clients and, and telling all of our people like double down on YouTube because YouTube is the future. Um, they hired a CMO. They had a head of podcast, like a, a C-suite executive for just the podcasting division in 2021. Um, and they've built in around a couple months from what I read um, earlier this year, they are going to be rolling out um, podcasts on YouTube music. So like actual mm. audio podcasts on YouTube music. So that is the place to be. I believe that podcasts will be more so a YouTube thing in a couple of years because um, they're already owning the market. I'm not surprised. Like YouTube has been growing as a partnership channel for many of my clients. Like it's... Mm. It's evergreen, it's it's baked in advertising and it's visually appealing and it's edutainment. It's all rolled into one versus just like yeah. a podcast where it's like maybe just audio and everything can be successful on its own. But I do see YouTube as being like the number one platform and I've talked to a couple other people who have said the same thing. So yeah. um, if if someone's got a podcast and are looking to work with you and to get ranked and to like, you know, fast track this whole process, and like get yeah. your vault. Your vault is amazing, by the way. Like I, I love the oh, systems you. you have. I'm a systems guy, so I'm a fan <laughs> of everything <laughs> system related. Um, yeah. how, what's All the best right. way for them to get in touch with you and start to uh, see if it's for them? Uh, best place would be just to go to top10podcasts with an S.com. Uh, should type that in and yeah, that'll come up on all the website. Uh, have all the details you need and just hit book a call and I'll be there. Awesome, man. Well, that concludes the business formal part of this podcast. Now we're going to go into connection <laughs> strategies and the personal side. And my favorite part of the podcast, because if I were to have the Joey V show, this is where it would start right now is like yeah. getting to know Lewis a little bit deeper. So the first thing I want to ask, which is, again, if you're on this initial release of the podcast, which you are, you're going to be included in the 101 ways to you know partner up and profit you know in, in a more sustainable way. So partner up profit question for you. What's been something that somebody's used on you or you've used on them in an ethical way to get your email answered, to get your foot in the door, to make that connection strategy strong so you actually get a response. Mm. Oh, this is a good one. Um, so this is a guy you know too. So Vince Del Monte, <laughs> um, love Vince. Uh, yeah. He sent me once in the mail a dollar. <laughs> like a, <laughs> like a, just a dollar. And it said on the, had like, it was attached with like a little note that's like giving this to you like, uh, your first dollar maybe like towards like you know the mastermind or coming to the event or something but it's like if you ever want to like get people to respond to you send them money uh, which is crazy <laughs> I know it's expensive but if you have 150 
think about it. You got 150 people you want to reach out to. Send them a dollar. Yeah, it's 150 bucks plus shipping. Like, it's not that bad. Um, and it's just, it, it gets your eyes. Like, even if it's just a dollar, like it just, it's funny because it just made you think of it. I've never forgot, forgot it. And this was like, maybe like three or four years ago. And uh, that was a really funny one. Like, I don't expect to get money in the mail from from uh, mentors, you know, friends. <laughs> but um, but that was a good one. I think that's probably the best. The second one was, if I can give you two, it was um, going back to earlier, my friend sending me a hat of my the team I hate the most. So if you know somebody's the team they hate the most or love the most, either one, you know, it's fun to just send them the hat of it. Um, I find it fun to send them the competitors because they're just like, oh, this guy knows me, <laughs> you know? Like, so if, if I don't know what, like, you know, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, biggest competitor is, but think about <laughs> you know, <laughs> who would you send that hat to? I, I, I love that you send the nemesis hat and not like the fan hat. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And you're like, that really does mean you know this person because everyone can know their favorite team, but who knows the actual hate, hateful theme or whatever. Oh, right. that's, that's great, man. I'm going to I'm gonna swipe both of those in the uh, Partner Up Profits Power Move book. Thank you for those. Uh, you're welcome. Next, next section, we've got 10 questions. They're quick fire questions. I've got a timer on for two minutes. I'm going to start it. First thing that Ooh. comes to mind and just blurt it out and we keep moving on and it's going to be fun, man. All right. Favorite food? Pizza. Your best memory? England. Ooh. If you had another go around and you got to write a new story for your life, what would it be in 30 seconds or less? Oh, um, an email marketer, uh, philanthropist. Um, mm, that's it. <laughs> I love it. You're yeah. concise and on time here. What's the best productivity hack you've implemented in your business or personal life? Uh, timers, uh, Pomodoro technique. Uh, it's a trick question. If, you know, nobody wants to retire, but do you want to retire? Yes or no? And if not, what are you doing more of in your days? No, uh, and just serving people in the community. Mm. Love it. What book changed your life? Mm, Four-hour work week. What do you want to be remembered for? Being a really good supporter and friend, um, even when I didn't have to be. Mm. I like that. I resonate with that one. What's uh, one skill, you know, I know you got some nieces and nephews there. What's one skill you'd <laughs> recommend them developing as early as possible just to be more happy, successful in life that you wish you would have taken on early in life? Sales. Sales. Oh, I haven't heard that mm. in a while. So that's a good one. <laughs> All right. We're meeting back up in a year from today. We're getting together somewhere at an event. What are we celebrating? Mm. Raking your podcast number one in marketing. <laughs> right answer <laughs> and what's one bucket list item and again I'd be happy to get together with you on this but what are you doing or what's a oh. new chapter in your life that you want to write that you haven't written yet mm. building a massive health and finance network and podcasting that's another celebration right there yeah. and I know you'll do it so last question billboard question okay if you had one clear and articulated message mm. to everyone listening regarding business in general that you'd put up as a billboard or personal message what is it i think nowadays it's around um having it's not like gary gary v for a second but it's having more um empathy and compassion for the other person and just uh, not not snapping or just being seeing it from your side of the story so yeah. compassion, empathy for team, 
team, clients, people on the street, people homeless, you know, I think those are, those are the big ones for me. Having compassion like that. Mm -hmm. Powerful shares, great value adds throughout this whole episode. And uh, for you. everyone who wants to work with Lewis, top10podcast.com, find him on social. Everyone can find everyone these days, especially if you're a partnership yeah. marketing expert. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. Lewis, it's been a pleasure to have you here and I look forward to you know working with you and future projects together. And uh, yeah, happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Dude, thanks so much again, Joey. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. All right, just before you go, make sure to visit partneroffprofits.com. Sign up to the weekly newsletter to get the latest trends and updates on partnership marketing strategies that include affiliates and influencers. I promise it won't be boring, it'll be worth it, and you'll get notified when new episodes go live, and you'll also get instant access to any new tools that I build and add to the Partner Up Profits collection. Be sure to check it out often as I'm adding new things all the time. Go to partneroffprofits.com today. That's all we've got for this Partner Up Profits podcast episode. As always, I hope you leave here today with one new idea that you can apply to your life and business. I'd be forever grateful to you for leaving a review of this episode. And if you like it, rate it a five or give it a thumbs up and just leave a quick comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at partneropprofits.com on social media. And please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you're just one partnership away from changing your business. Let others do the selling for you and get ready to partner up and profit.